Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash pro revenge video. Today we've got some crazy stories, and our first story of the day is from ZealousCow9510, Glitter Please, dated a guy for much longer than I should have, stayed in the relationship mainly due to his two kids. His ex and him would use the kids to hurt each other, and would tell the kids that they were going to court so they couldn't see the other parent. I think and miss them all the time. I hope what little time I was with them showed them just how much I loved them. The final straw was they both lost custody of the children and my ex blamed me. Said I should have tried harder and that I should have done what I was told. I said that we both know he only wanted them to hurt his ex. He lost them because he left them unattended rather than call someone to watch them. His youngest ended up running around the front yard and someone called the cops. Not my fault. He walked out and drove off in his car. So I did what any person would do. You want to blame me for all your problems? Sir... I'm about to be the cause of all your problems. I took all the laces from all of his left shoes, all batteries from every remote and any extras, ripped the labels off every single can, moved all his furniture about 10 inches, maybe a few stubbed toes will make him take his head out of his butt, and spent about $200 on glitter. Now, my ex bought this truck using money that was supposed to be for his kids that his mom gave him. I learned this after I left, or it would have ended much earlier. And I dumped all of it into the vents, cranked the AC, and gathered some things that I left, locked the door, and drove off. Ignoring the obvious fact that this guy deserved it, do you guys think glitter bombing a car or even a house should be something that is considered illegal? Like, in theory, if OP went to court with proof that OP had glitter bombed his car, should they be able to get some kind of compensation that covers the cost of cleaning that glitter up out of there, which we all know will never truly be 100% cleaned out? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from establishment number 9627. Promise me a raise four times and then fire me? I'm in charge of one of your biggest clients. So, I work in landscaping, and I have a degree in horticulture, and have worked in several very high-end gardens. So I started working at company A doing their chemicals, I was there for almost 3 years, and saved them from hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of fines, and set up a system so we actually know when we should reapply chemicals. So earlier this year, I was let go for doing what I was trained to do, so they could save one of their biggest clients. So that night I applied to a ton of jobs and get one at company B the next day. Though one of the jobs was to be a grounds supervisor on one of their properties at company C. I spoke highly of them and gave them a heads up to be kind. They tried to make it where I wouldn't get it at company C, but here I am in charge of them telling the guy who denied my raises several times what we need done on the property and decide if they keep the contract next year. Man, life is good. So I think the wording was a little hard to follow. Basically what happened here is OP was working at company A doing chemicals. They were let go just to like save face for a client. They got a new job with company B the next day and it happened to be one that oversaw that original company. So despite an attempt at interference, OP ended up basically being able to say, do my bidding to the people who originally let them go. This next story is from mom to mermaid boo, got back at an ex boss. 
This happened when I was in my early 20s. I was unexpectedly laid off from my job. I had been at the job for several months. The boss had lied to me about the pay when I initially interviewed for the job, and I was young and foolishly didn't get the salary information in writing. I had already quit my prior job to take this position when I realized a couple of weeks later that I'd taken a fairly big cut in pay. It was a really small company, and there was no one to complain to about being cheated salary-wise. I started looking for another job, but couldn't find one I liked right away, and figured I would stay till I found something better. So imagine my surprise when I came in one day, was called into the boss's office, and he sanctimoniously said it wasn't working out, and he was firing me. He treated me badly and had someone stand over me as I packed up my stuff, took photos I had hung up in the waiting area off the walls, and left. My job ended in the middle of January. I was trying to get unemployment, and he was contesting it. One day, about a week before Valentine's Day, I happened to be cleaning out my cat's litter box when I had a fiendish thought. I decided to buy a box of Valentine's chocolates. I very carefully opened the red plastic wrapping, I removed all the chocolates and put a thoughtful gift of my cat's turds in each of the little indentations and sealed it up. I'd also bought a Valentine's Day card and a small box just big enough to hold the candy and the card. I wrote, love you, and my boss's name using a stencil. I went to a post office in another town and mailed it off to my ex-boss. A friend from work happened to have the office right next to my boss. She told me that she suddenly heard screaming from next door and went to see what was going on. My ex-boss was screaming and yelling, pointing at the cat turds in the Valentine's Day heart-shaped box sitting on his desk. He had no idea it was for me. He fired some poor single mother on Christmas Eve and other people as well. There were so many people he had treated badly that he had no idea who the culprit could be. My friend called me up after all the commotion later that night. I laughed long and hard when I heard how my ex-boss flipped out from my little valentine. Oh, and I appealed my initial denial of unemployment that was due to my ex-boss. There was an administrative hearing which he didn't show up for, so I won my unemployment case by default. Overall, this was a bad job in many ways, cheated me out of pay and caused me some financial hardship. But in the end, I think my ex-boss had his Valentine's Day holidays ruined for years to come. He knew someone thought he was a real turd. Listen, I really thought we were going to have a story here for a second where this guy actually ate the Valentine's chocolates. Is anybody else disappointed that they didn't take an exploratory bite? Just me? Our next story is from Mind Blocks Kai, Petty Revenge Against Bathroom Phone Lady. Let me preface this by saying that this is my mom's story, not mine, and she gave me permission to post this. Heading back to Chicago from the Jersey Shore, we pulled into a rest stop on the Pennsylvania Turnpike for a quick bathroom break. My mom and sister went into the women's bathroom, and as they were doing their business, they heard a lady talking on her phone about this party she's going to. My mom was quite understandably disgusted at someone using their phone in the public bathroom. Cue petty revenge. So when my mom went to go wash her hands, she just so happened to see that there was a loud hand dryer next to a paper towel dispenser, so she decided to dry her hands with it. The woman just said, "Ah, just give me a minute, and promptly exited the bathroom. When my mom was telling me and my dad about this, she pointed out the lady getting into her car, still talking on the phone. I'm trying to figure out what aspect of using your phone in the restroom is disgusting. 
Is it the lack of decency for other people? I mean, to be fair, nobody wants to be up in the stall fearing that they might let one loose and hearing somebody blab on their phone like, oh, she told me this, oh, we're going to go do this after that. People braver than I in that situation would probably yell out something embarrassing. Our next story is from Shusha. More pretty than petty revenge. I was working in a busy urban deli during lunch rush on a Friday. One guy decided that with his turn, he would gesture for me to come closer so only I could hear and say to me, could I have a deli worker with nothing on it? I stepped back a few feet, pointed at him, and announced to everyone waiting in the line, oh my gosh, do you all want to know what this person just ordered? He ordered a deli worker with nothing on it. Isn't that funny? He's funny, isn't he? We all had a moment as he slunk away. Now, sometimes I'm not the best at identifying situations here, but I'm going to assume OP just experienced some sexual harassment. And considering so, what they did here was beautiful. Call him out in front of everybody for being a creep. The only way that line would have been good is if it was your significant other you were saying that to. Like swinging by for lunch while they're working there. Now that would have been suave. But in this case, it's just downright creepy especially the like coming up close and saying something private by the way if you're enjoying these stories make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos our next story is from candy black nine where's my dinner one night i decided to cook a special dinner for my hubby they were called papa rayenas they're these big balls of mashed potatoes in the middle of them they have ground beef you put them on a frying pan and you fry them all around like a big ball They're quite delicious, and it took me a while to make. I spent a couple of hours making it. I couldn't wait for my hubby to get home to surprise him with this special meal. When he got home, I presented it to him as he was walking in the door. He looked at them, snarled a bit, and said, I hate mashed potatoes. That looks gross. He then went to the bedroom to go take a shower. As he was showering, I grabbed the plate of food that I made for him and chucked it all into the trash. When he eventually got out of the shower and headed towards the kitchen, he asked, Where's my dinner? As a fork full of mashed potatoes and ground beef entered my mouth, I hit the Netflix button and pointed to the trash can. He never crapped on one of my dinners again. This is the kind of behavior I just don't get from somebody in a relationship. Like, I guess people just get complacent and okay with being grouchy, but if there's a situation, even if it's not my favorite food, but somebody takes the effort to make something for me, I'm gonna be appreciative about it. Again, even if it's not my favorite thing, or even if I despise the food, I might say like, oh, it's not my favorite, but I appreciate it. Feels like we're in some like 1950s stereotype where the husband comes home and is like, oh, I hate that food. That looks gross. Where's my dinner? Our next story is from KRMNO2. Dad and niece refused to change show, despite knowing full well it's screwing with my internet. I know the title sounds like I'm a piece of crap, and to be honest, I still might be wrong here, but I think it's still funny. I'm 15 and I play high school esports and play in tournaments from home from time to time, where my internet is not the best. My niece, Seven, was staying at our house for the night, and my dad loves being the grandpa that spoils her. This Saturday, I was participating in a tournament with my team that required me to play from home, instead of at the school where we usually play for better internet. I informed this to my parents, and knowing my niece would demand to watch TV, asked them to turn on a movie rather than watching a show. My niece is a power hog and said, I'm going to watch what I want, which is typical for 7-year-olds, so nothing out of the ordinary. 
I asked my dad to do something about it and sit down to start my tournament. About one minute into the first game, I start lagging really hard, and it gets super annoying to the point of frustration. And after conceding the game-winning point due to my severe lag, I stand up to confront my dad and niece about it. Turns out she had to watch a show that was two minutes per episode. Now, my internet is half decent sometimes, and when the TV's on, every time an episode is changed, the internet goes nuts for everybody in the house for about two minutes after. So the fact that the episode changed every two minutes meant I was constantly getting tossed around the map at extremely high rates and pretty much throwing my team in a 2v3. I asked, somewhat frustrated, if they would change the show to something longer because my internet was going crazy because of it. My niece turned into a goblin and yells at me because she gets to watch whatever she wants. Then my dad says, whine about it, what are you going to do about it, leave her be. Knowing full well I was in a tournament, I thought this was rather unwarranted and I went back to play the next game, elimination game, with garbage ping. We end up losing, and in an act of frustration, I tell my dad that because she can't watch a different show, we lost that tournament. And he responds, cry about it, there's nothing you can do. The gears in my head start turning. After losing, I turned off my computer and stormed off in a huff. Moments later, I remember that I have hundreds of gigabytes of data to upload to the cloud that would require more bandwidth to my computer and make the rest of the house's internet go crazy, including the TV. I suddenly forgot the sadness of losing the tournament and logged back onto my computer and instantly started uploading the data. Moments later, I hear the TV freeze and realize that now they can't do anything about the internet being bad. And it's going to remain that way until the upload is done and the upload's going about 6 megabytes per second. Now, I don't know if you guys can afford or get an upgraded internet package, but it definitely sounds like it's time to consider it. OP clarified that their dad is an amazing father and grandfather. It's just this is one of those moments where, you know, the grandkids over, they want to spend some time with them. And I guess you would just call this like a lower moment in their parenting. Either way, it is disappointing to see the father encourage the bratty behavior. Our next story is from T underscore T08. Don't throw stones when you live in a glass house. This happened a few years ago, but I still think back and laugh. My first cousin Jay has always been estranged from our family so much, so I know no personal details about her. She had one of my cousins before I was born. He and I have always had a good relationship. I had gone to a local cafe for lunch when I noticed Jay sitting with some other ladies. She was looking at me, so I waved. She called me over to her table. When I got to their table, Jay introduced me to her friends as Sammy's, my older sister's youngest sister. She then said, but they don't have the same dad, then smirked at me. I was like, what the freak? She's really going there. It's not the first time she's disrespected my mom for having kids to two different men. I then looked at her friends who were looking at me, waiting to confirm or deny the fact that my dad isn't biologically my sister's, and said, yes, that's right. But at least my mom knew to go outside of the family when having relationships and kids. What's your son's father to our grandmother? I walked away thinking, good luck in explaining you hate our family because they wouldn't support a relationship between you and our grandmother's first cousin and the fact that you also have three baby daddies. The look on her face was priceless and I'm sure I'll be receiving messages soon. 
No hate against multiple baby daddies. I just don't give a freak. Speak bad about my mama and hers? Especially if you keep your baby daddies a secret. So basically, OP's cousin had a baby with someone related to OP's grandma. That person was talking bad about OP's mom for having two baby daddies, when not only did the person making the comment already hook up with somebody in the family, they had two other baby daddies of their own? There's so many like loop-de-loops and arrows pointing different directions and back and forth that I don't even know what to think. I don't know if anybody has any room to talk about anybody. Our next story is from Zone Humble 70 Parking Revenge. So this happened a few years ago when I lived in a condo building with a sign parking located underneath the building. My parking space had a concrete pillar on one side, making my parking space a bit smaller than Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The others, and a little more challenging to get into. I had a small Ford Escape, and I'm pretty good at backing in, so it wasn't a big deal. That is, until my parking spot neighbors got a brand new Mercedes SUV. I can't remember the exact model right now, but it was big. If they parked within the lines, it wasn't an issue, but they began to park on the line and then over the line. The first couple of times I shrugged it off and figured they would eventually learn to park the behemoth. Then I came back one night after going out with my girlfriend and they had parked more than a foot into my parking space. There was barely enough space to fit my car, but with the power of my pissed offery, TM, I did it. Then I decided that I wasn't close enough to the new SUV, and I proceeded to realign my car until you couldn't see daylight between the two. To top it off, I cut my tires all the way to the left so that they sat in front of the Mercedes. I then left the car there for three days and didn't move it. When I did finally move it out, they were able to get the car out and they never parked over the line again. I'm going to be honest, I don't know if the parking neighbor knew that it was OP that parked. I'm just going to assume so. I'm surprised they didn't get like aggressive or hostile or like report OP. I mean, obviously the real crux of the situation is their bad parking job, but... I'm just impressed that OP didn't get reported to whoever owns or leases the condo about totally blocking in their awful parking job. This next story is from Matt Romo. New landlord tries to control our energy use. So this goes back to my university days. My friend and I got a townhouse together in a complex that was pretty much 100% students. The landlord also owned three to four other townhouses in the complex. 
He seemed like a great guy, especially compared to some of the sketchy people we met during our search. The first year went great, but the landlord had a heart attack. Thankfully, he survived, but decided to sell his townhouses to lower stress and retire. New landlord comes over to say hi and immediately is like, we need to change things around. So the rental lease we had meant the landlord was to pay all water and electricity. This was common for student housing because it would be a pain for students every year to sign contracts with water and electrical providers. She tells us she's going to be a device, I think it's a governor, on our water heater so that it won't fill up during peak hours, daytime telling us we have to do laundry at night. She didn't mention that we might not get hot showers during the day. She tells us that it's not a big deal and all of the other places have them. She tries to trick slash bully slash coerce us into just letting her do it. One of my friends, M, tells her that there's nothing about that in the lease so she can't legally do that. She leaves but keeps pushing us to install the device. Later in the year, she comes over to berate us for our energy use. She presents us with the energy bills for a few townhouses she owns and points out how we're the highest. We point out that we're a five-bedroom townhouse and the ones she's comparing us to are three and four bedrooms. Meanwhile, she's ignoring any repairs to our unit and questioning when something went wrong, implying if it predates her buying the unit from the original landlord that she wasn't liable to fix it. Her calls to get us the water heater device and get us to use less electricity finally push M to exact some petty revenge. M decides he wants to see how much electricity we can use. The meter outside our unit shows a dial going around clockwise that monitors our electricity usage. Normally it might go one rotation in a minute. M wants to see how fast he can get it going. So he goes around to all of the housemates and asks them to all turn on their computers, TVs, stereos, anything that has a plug. He hits the override on the water heater to get it to fill, turns on the laundry, dryer, he was actually doing laundry so not being a total jerk, and then the coup de gras turns on the oven and all four burners. We go outside and he's gotten it up to one revolution a second. This doesn't last long as he blows a fuse in the oven, and M decides he's gotten his petty revenge, so we go back to normal usage. I guess the electricity bill for that month was much higher than normal, so on the next call from the landlord, she seemed resigned to us not giving in to her demands. I believe M told her that we can curtail our electricity usage if things get fixed around here. I will say this one event wouldn't be enough to actually reasonably affect the power bill, To really make a dent, it would have to be a month-long effort. That's like cranking any AC to the maximum, always leaving computers and TVs on and running, lights on everywhere, laundry every single day. Whatever they did here probably cost maximum like a couple dollars. In fact, whatever it took to replace the fuse in the stove, they probably lost money on this revenge. Our next story is from PLogan56. Want to help with the project? Sure. I'm a senior in college. Our college has a work-study program where you can work at a paid internship for college credit. The one I worked at was as a software developer. Both me and my friend take it because we thought it would be good practice for our career path. During the later part of spring semester and over the summer, we noticed that six other students from our school went there too. Among them was an old bully we had in middle and high school. 
He didn't physically attack people or anything, but he was always talking about how much money his dad has and giving people mean nicknames. Most everyone in our school ignored him for the most part, which he completely detests, to the point of purposely provoking people to get a reaction. The internship mostly had us practice code, test and analyze software, debugging, etc. Most of us are doing great, but of course the bully, let's call him John, is bragging about how his dad helped him get the internship and how he doesn't have the student loans because he's not broke. The internship was like five to six months, but it only took one month for all the students to hate him and ignore him. We'd explain to the other interns about how he bothered us in middle and high school and how we ignored him. He got mad at everyone, but knew he couldn't show out as he'd be fired, so he just had an attitude with us during the internship, which wasn't so bad until he tried to order us around and had to be told off by our supervisor for acting like he's our boss. This seemed to calm him down a bit, but not by much as he still thought he was better than us and acted as such. Cue the petty revenge. On the last month, our supervisor recognized our hard work and allowed some of us to help with a small software project. Not much, but beggars can't be choosers. Only four of us were allowed to assist. Me, my friend, and two random students. But John was pissed that he wasn't picked and kept bugging me and my friend to let him join us in one of our meetings with one of the overseers. That's what they called someone that was working on the project. At a cafe. So, me and my friend decided to play a joke on him. We convince her to let him join us, and we agree to carpool there. She drives and John raced to get in the front seat, so we had to sit in the back. During the ride, John was basically bad-mouthing us and pumping himself up saying stuff like, Unlike them, I'm very gifted in programming and real passionate about it. Or, don't worry if they don't understand, I'll take the time to explain it to them like that in the car for roughly 20 minutes. He looked back a few times to see if we were mad, but we didn't even care. We were talking about anime and video games and, like I said, he hates being ignored. So when we go to the cafe, he's a little red in the face. While the overseer was in line ordering our coffees and we were at the table, he was quiet screaming about how we better not make him look bad and how we need to give him our undivided attention. We were basically like, Yeah, yeah, whatever. While we check our phones, and he looks ready to burst. If you couldn't tell by now, we were doing this on purpose because we know how he is. He absolutely hates being ignored or treated like he's not important. So we invited him just to piss him off by actively ignoring him. I didn't mention this earlier, but we convinced her to allow him to join us by saying he only wanted to observe and wouldn't be participating. So he wasn't really important to the meeting. When we finally get into the project, the three of us more or less ignore him, especially when he rudely interrupts someone to get his two cents in, and by the end of it he's completely pissed and yells that me and my friend are too unprofessional to help with the project, and says it's complete BS that we were chosen but he wasn't. The overseer was calm but looked him in the eye and said, we're leaving now, in a serious tone, like your mom when you've seriously messed up. On the drive back, she blew up at him for how he's the one that's unprofessional and how we were kind enough to let him join despite his attitude. Bro looked like a child getting told off by his mom and by the end of it, she told him that the meetings was being recorded and she's already sent the recording to our supervisor and he looked like he wanted to die. After the internship, I found out his dad was embarrassed at how he acted 
and I haven't seen him so far this semester, so I think he might be grounded. Color me impressed to be honest because I thought with a kid that acts like that, regardless of how their kid acts, would just back them up or, I don't know, pay somebody off to overlook it? Seemed to have worked fine for them up to this point. This next story is from N1LRO, don't call me Bud. This summer, I'm, female, volunteering with the US Forest Service. I'm part of a crew of five people, all of us being in our early 20s. One of the people on the crew has made it clear that he hates this job, and he hates being here and he hates all of us. He has made it a point to tell random strangers that we're co-workers and not friends. We'll call him Tim. This story takes place in our last week of work. As we're starting to make plans to go to the airport to head home, I send a text asking my other crewmates to find a place to stay near the airport since I have to return the rental car. Tim responds to my text message saying that, I thought we decided that we were going to drive to the airport that morning from our house four hours away. Since this is the first I've heard of this and not the first time that plans have been made without me, I get upset. I respond with, who is we? He's clearly unhappy with this response and says, I don't know, bud, but you were in the car when the decision was made. A little more history between the two of us, Tim is not particularly happy when I jump into a conversation with something that proves him wrong. This happens quite often. And I'm only jumping into conversations that are made at the dinner table that we're all present at and in the car where we're sitting at for several hours. It seems to me that those conversations should include everyone since everyone is around. So him assuming that I was paying attention to conversations had in the car when I've been repeatedly told not to made me upset. I responded with, I seem to remember only being in the car one time since we got the house with everyone else and you were talking about minions lore for the whole time. And don't call me bud. He responded with a thumbs up emoji. If you're that bothered, figure out yourself, kiddo. Now, as a young woman who has grown up in male-dominated spaces and hobbies, I'm kind of used to demeaning name-calling and take it as a compliment. So my response was, I just would like to be informed when plans are made, sweetie. After that, I got no response. But the next day, he called another crewmate Bud in his condescending tone and then apologized. I think he didn't like being called sweetie. Maybe all they needed was a little bit of a taste of their own medicine in this situation to realize how much they're just talking down to people who just don't deserve it. Hopefully someday they just wake up and understand that they're being a total jerk. And our final story of the day is from Cigar Dude. Lay us off? Have fun retrieving your lunch from the break room fridge. So a few years back, we all got laid off of a contract. The nail in the coffin was the company forcing us to dig our own grave and train the people who were taking over our job positions. This obviously infuriated me beyond belief, so I decided to go for a little revenge. In the break room, we had two refrigerators which had the giant freezer and refrigerator door next to each other. They weren't on top of each other, they opened from the side. So on the last day, right before we all took a walk on death row out the door towards unemployment, I took a little detour. I had two bike locks that were those U-shaped ones. I placed both locks on the handles and threw the keys in the toilet. I don't know if I was on camera, and I don't care. So I'm assuming later that day, when people went to the break room to grab their lunch, they were met with two bike locks around the handles of the freezer and refrigerator. They probably just broke the handles off. However, if you break off the handles, you ruin that particular refrigerator. 
so they probably had to buy two new refrigerators for the break room. They don't call it the break room for nothing. Time to break those handles off. Usually when companies have you train your future replacement, they try to make it a little bit more coy than making it blatantly apparent and like telling you straight up, hey yeah, this person's gonna replace you, can you train them? Because if you have somebody with that knowledge, how can you even be assured that they're even going to do a good job training this person? What motivation do they have knowing their days are numbered? But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another revenge story that was way crazier than any of the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.